Hi, everybody. Gary Wilkerson here. You've joined us on the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Really blessed to have you with us here today. Hope you were with us last week uh, because we had some amazing content about uh, some important questions that students, young students today, uh, maybe their parents or pastors of churches, youth pastors are asking um, about the trouble that we're seeing uh, with doubt and, and uh, mass exodus of the church. You know, How are we going to re- regain this generation? How are we going to have uh, students that are living for God and in a wicked culture, how are we going to reach that culture as well? So we have with us again today, Evan Wilkerson. Evan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Good to be here. Yeah, glad you're back with us. So we're going to, uh, last week we talked about um, maybe one of the primary things that caused doubt is, you know, why could, how could a good God allow evil or even sometimes seem to be the perpetuator of something that seems evil to us, even though God never does evil. It's clear, and you, you were very very uh, articulate and clear to help us think through that. If you haven't watched that episode yet, I want to encourage you to uh, go back and watch that. You don't have to watch that first, but you can go back and watch that after this one uh, as well. Uh, so you talked about that was one of the primary things that students are facing today. Are there a couple others that you could just real briefly go into that uh, maybe some of the questions you get asked a lot when you're teaching, when you're speaking, when you're doing uh, meetings on campuses or at churches? Yeah. Um... So they, they do like to, again, I, I speak to mainly um, youth groups. And, and so I haven't had a lot of uh, work with uh, non-Christians or um, on college campuses, but uh, I, I hear the, the main questions coming from Christian teens. And um, uh, what's, what's nice is that they, they want to know how to share their faith. And so I get a lot of questions on how do you share your faith with an atheist? How do you share your faith with a Mormon, you know, agnostic, Jehovah's Witness, whatever the other worldview is, they, they're very curious about that. So that's encouraging to me because uh, not only are they uh, excited about their own faith, but they want to be able to share it with others. And mm-hmm. so I, what I usually um, try to navigate them through is that whatever uh, other faith that they are um, trying to witness to whatever whatever other belief or worldview they're um, trying to evangelize with is that uh, you have to learn um, what what they actually believe you know because you could make like a broad generalization that an atheist you know believes that everything is naturalistic um, that there's only matter plus time plus chance and you have everything that we see today and there's no supernatural but um that that might not be true for every atheist that you talk to they you know they might just say they're an atheist because they don't want to believe in god and that's good enough for them and um so some some teens some students have brought that up as saying you know i have this atheist friend how do i share with them um, my first answer would be, you know, get to know them, get to know what they actually believe about God. And one of the things that I find fascinating about apologetics today is that um, there's a lot of teaching to ask good questions, um, not just to give good answers, but to uh, understand the other person and to really learn where they're coming from. So you have to ask a lot of good questions. Just ask, you know, what do you, what do you believe about God? Oh, you, you don't believe in God. Okay. Why is that? Um, what, 
where, when did that happen? When did you start uh, disbelieving in God or did you ever believe in God? And I think that is, that's crucial uh, if we're going to give an answer. Um, you know, Francis Schaeffer, he said that he likes to ask questions and listen for about an hour. And then the last five minutes, he'll give his response. And that's how he, he targets um, his evangelism because otherwise it, I think we are missing the target and it's kind of going over people's head. Um, and this, this way our, our answers are much more pinpointed. So that's the exact thing I, I, I tell students, um, learn the basics about Mormonism. But if you're talking to a Mormon, just ask them personally, why do you believe in Mormonism? Um, what is it that, you know, is appealing and attractive that keeps you in, uh, in this belief system? And, and, and then you can start uh, responding with, with the Christian biblical response. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's good. You have, um, do, you, do you face some, some of the cultural issues as well when you're speaking to youth groups? Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of stuff happening, sexual confusion, transgenderism, just general questions about sexuality or do you find in the church they're even more frightened to talk about that than they are their own doubts? Definitely in the church, they're more frightened. <laughs> they, they, um, the only time I've had that question come up was when we were doing an online chat. So there's a little bit of a, um, you know, um, you're doing it anonymously. So it's easy to ask that question. I think it's one already hard to bring up doubt, but it's even harder to talk about, um, you know, sexuality within the church and, and even in a youth group, you know, if you're a youth pastor, um, that's dangerous territory because, you know, you don't want to get in trouble with what you might say or talking too much about it. And that, that is a difficult situation because obviously there's a need there. Um, the last podcast we talked about how, you know, even four-year-olds are being celebrated for, um, you know, identifying as the opposite gender of their assigned sex. And so there needs to be conversation about this. Uh, there needs to be um, biblical uh, illumination to these hearts and minds of, of our youth. But um, there's very little conversation going on about it. And there's a lot of confusion. Um, so I haven't uh, personally been asked too many questions uh, about um, transgenderism or sexuality or same-sex marriage, but I do know that the culture is heavily influencing their beliefs about it. Mm -hmm. um, a statistic about Gen Z is that um, they 50% 50, 50%, uh, so this is Christian and non-Christian, believe that um, gender is how you feel and not what's assigned at birth. So half of Gen Z, you know, um, believes that, that you can be whatever gender you want. And one out of eight students um, actually know somebody who um, believes they're non-binary or have uh, believes that they've transitioned or trying to transition in some way. So uh, I think 
I think these conversations do need to be happening and that there needs to be, even if, even if you're not um, having a one-on-one conversation for uh, maybe youth pastors and parents to, to give presentations on, Hey, this is what biblical sexuality looks like. This is why um, we are actually created only man and a woman, male and female. And, uh, there is only one marriage between uh, male and female. Uh, I think that's, that's really important and, and would be helpful. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, the scripture talk about uh, in first Timothy, I think it is, uh, can, you know, we, we need to contend for our faith. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we're trying to be so nice and genteel and loving that there's no contention or, or contending mm. for our faith. And um, right. you know, I, I believe we should, Study, number one, study scripture to see what is approved by God or what is not approved by God. Study culture to see what they're saying, where it's contrary to God. And then I, number two, I, you know, for, so first I say study. The second I say stand. Uh, mm. Take a stand. You know, uh, my wife Kelly and I, we heard about the thing called cuties that were on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so our stand was we're not going to only not only watch it, but we're going to cancel our Netflix subscription uh, you mm-hmm. know, to take a stand. Number three, uh, after study, stand and speak uh, to speak up about it. Uh, most people have have some uh, some audience now. Uh, you know, it used to be just public figures, but now everybody has a, a Twitter or a Facebook or a, uh, you know Instagram, and so you can you can you can speak up. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though you're being censored now by these social media conglomerates, uh, it's not don't let that hinder us from speaking up and saying you know this is God's truth that that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, no matter what you feel about it or what kind of confusion you have about it. Uh, you know, uh, God is the one who created you, formed you. And, uh, you know, to, 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 you know, to speak to these issues uh, from the pulpit, to speak from as a parent, uh, because I think even Christian kids, we may put our head in the sand and say, let's not talk about that, but they're hearing about it, especially if they go to public school. Uh, you know, um, I'm acquainted with the, uh, Vodi Bakum, uh, Evan, you've heard him. He's been at yeah. some devotions for us at World Challenge. You know, and he said, if you if you turn your uh, kids over to Caesar, don't be surprised that they become Romans. Mm. Uh, you know, and, wow. and we're not here to have a whole argument of whether kids could go to private or Christian school or public. Uh, but certainly in the public schools today, we're seeing a, um, a landslide, a just a horrid movement towards just this radical shift of sexual immorality, of, of, of freedom from any kind of form of conscience or uh, of, of uh, biblical or spiritual correction from, from, from a holy God. That's just unacceptable as we're seen as bigots or seen as racists, uh, you know, just mm. because we believe what the Bible believes. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do believe we need to, you know, not, and not just speak up right away without number one studying, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing with, Faith answers. You know, you're studying and you're you're taking a stand and you're speaking up and you're encouraging students then to do the same thing. So I, I commend you for that. Yeah, I I think that's awesome that you said to study, stand, and speak, and uh, even even try out on that that Facebook for, uh, platform or YouTube platform because that's you know eighty five percent of Gen Z spends um, that YouTube is is. 85% of Gen Z's main um, uh, social media channel and 
online interaction out of all the other platforms. Uh, so um, this is this is where you know they might be picking up a lot of um, these ideas uh, that that kind of blur the lines of what um, gender and sex is and what faith and Christianity versus science and evolution is. And, um, you know, if, if you research these things, you'll find that um, teenagers aren't, aren't being influenced by these, these new atheists, you know, the big name atheists like Richard Dawkins or Sam, Sam Harris. It's just like, YouTube influencers or um, stuff that they pick up on on Facebook, and um, so I, I don't think the answer is to say, well, let's just try to get rid of all of it and and shelter them because one way or another they're going to get online, and and that's just where a lot of people live today is is online. I think the better approach is to uh, speaking up online and having a Christian voice among this um, community where there's just a lot of fallacy and there's a lot of uh, false notions about who we are, where we come from, what's right and wrong, and where we go when we die. That's right. Well, in the, uh, it reminds me of the, some stuff I read you know, from Alexander Solzhenitsyn and others that, that they talk about um, you know, during the communist uh, the USSR that how if you didn't toe the line with every party policy, uh, if you had a voice that said something different, you were considered what they called a dissident. And mm. my take on it is that the Christian culture of this generation will soon be considered dissidents. Yeah. So, so you're, you're dealing with six, seventh, eighth graders by the time they're, you know, even if not now, <laughs> you know, the next decade or so um, to say what they're saying about, uh, God and scripture about faith, about, you know, coming against atheism, uh, about the sexual issues of our culture and society today, you know, they'll be considered dissidents. So, so we're almost, yeah. I think part of what you're doing in faith answers is training dissidents, training people <laughs> to hold fast to their faith, uh, to not waver, to, to not hide, to not uh, get in a Christian ghetto and um, escape from society, but be salt and light in that society, be, be, be mm -hmm. truth, uh, speak, speak uh, truth to power. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's very easy to conform to the world. It's very easy to just pick up on what everybody else is doing and say, well, hey, this is uh, uh, pretty nice on, on YouTube. They got a lot of likes on Facebook, so it must not be that bad. Right. But yeah, you, you almost have to train uh, a rebellion, <laughs> a, yeah. a good, a righteous rebellion. Yeah. Um, within this social media platform where uh, they've, that's where they pick up main, uh, the most of their influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point that you, you're making there to make sure that they stay, you know, they stay, they stay um, aware of what's going on around them and, and, and stay, stay involved. And you're, you're doing that with uh, faith answers. What um, just kind of switching gears here a little bit, what caused you to want to start, doing this type of ministry? Yeah, uh, it's interesting how God led me to where I'm at right now because my passion for apologetics uh, started maybe 10 years ago um, in rehab, actually, when I was trying to recover off of drugs and alcohol. I um, 
was starting to uh, read and, and listen to um, CDs on, of C.S. Lewis. And so I started to hear a lot of his arguments for, for God and for morality. And um, I, I think he even talks about uh, uh, being rebels uh, for, for Christ. And, and so um, that, that just fascinated me so much. I didn't realize that there was this deep intellectual side of, of Christianity. Um, I got the deep intellectual side of, of um, or I got the deep knowledge of, of scripture. But when I say the intellectual side of Christianity, I mean, engaging with these other worldviews who had uh, powerful challenges that I didn't know how to, to answer. And I think part of what led me into rehab was my uh, objections towards God. I, I had the same classical objections of why did God allow evil? Why does he allow me to suffer or anybody to suffer? And seeing um, how C.S. Lewis responded to these things was incredible. But then God did something even more amazing. Um, that it was, uh, I actually remember the, the day, it was a Friday night and I was really discouraged about my, my progress in rehab and just had a bad day. And I thought that I was going to go ahead and leave rehab and relapse and just go all out. I mean, it was, it was that bad of a day. So you have a lot of bad days in rehab, but I was ready to quit. And that night, God brought in an apologist. I didn't know he was an apologist at the time. Um, but he showed up just to answer all of the, the people's questions. He showed up just to uh, create this safe space to express our doubts and um, challenge him. And uh, he, he didn't um, judge us or tear us down for, for our doubts or the questions. Was that, that the rehab itself? That this guy came to speak at your rehab? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he, he didn't work for the rehab. He was a guest yeah. speaker that they, that that's they cool, just had. It's cool they had that. I'd like to be a, a sit-in on that meeting to hear what kind of questions those guys would ask. But that was pretty... Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, it was, it was all over the place, you know. Um, uh, again, a lot of the problem of evil questions but, and a lot of the difficult passages in the Bible questions. But um, he was so passionate about... Uh, his answers and um, what he's studied and learned. And, and, and it comes out of this um, natural uh, passion of these are, these are great answers that God has provided for us. So, so let's learn about them. Let's study them. And, and it makes, and it deepens your faith even more. And it's like, you know, I, I knew that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. But then when I started studying the evidences around that event, my faith even bolstered even more, you know? So, uh, anyway, that, that event that night where I just started asking him my, my deep, what I thought were really profound questions. He knew, you know, off the top of his head, um, how to respond. And I, yeah, I, I just developed a passion for, for apologetics. So that, that term, sounds weird apologetics it sounds like you, you make a practice 
out of apologizing for your faith or something, but it comes from first uh, Peter three fifteen. It says, always be prepared to give an apologia an answer or a defense for your faith. And it actually carries this, this legal term, like a legal defense uh, uh, for your faith. So it's like being a lawyer for, <laughs> for mm. your faith, which, which, yeah, I just love that passion. So as a, um, you know, young 20 year old who, uh, was still, um, uh, withdrawing off of drugs, uh, I just fell in love with this, this side of this depth of Christianity that I hadn't seen before. Um, so, Fast forwarding to where we are now. Sorry, this is kind of a long answer to a simple question of how God brought me to where I'm at right now in this ministry. But um, my it it started just with wanting to find answers to challenges and objections and questions that that people make about the faith. And uh, the past few years, I've just come to realize how important this practice actually is, especially with Gen Z, you know, uh, all these statistics of teenagers leaving the faith and, um, you know, 50% of them believing that science and uh, the Bible are are at odds. And so um, it was like God was training me up for, for something, but I didn't know what. And then all of a sudden, all of these issues and problems within our culture have been raised. And it's like, Oh, I I've studied this. Oh, I, I know the answer to this. And, um, and, and it really even uh, bolstered up that passion even more to, to uh, help teenagers and, and just show them that your, your doubts aren't unwarranted, but they're also not hopeless or helpless. Um, God is, God is not afraid of yeah. your questions. Wow. I love that. Evan. That's so powerful that you got such a clear call, you know, especially in, in that kind of setting that, uh, you know, it's kind of your, uh, uh, road to Damascus, uh, the light turns on and you become a different person and have a different, uh, different trajectory for the rest of your life. And it's an important one. Um, I love what you're saying there too, about the particular scripture there and that the word apologia is actually used and, and it's used in the context of of a, uh, uh, I guess you call it a command. It's not sort of like, uh, for those of you that are kind of yeah. interested in the intellectual uh, aspects of Christian faith, uh, then why don't you study apologetics? It's no, it's right. it's a command for all Christians. And um, if we are left with weakness in the area of, of apologetics, of understanding how to, to defend and contend for our faith, um, you know, it's going to affect our own children. It's going to affect our own churches. It's going to affect mm-hmm. uh, culture as well, because we won't be able to speak into it. And so many churches today, you know, you know, seven are, they're only speaking about sort of happy thoughts and you can have your best life. And yeah, you, you know, just, uh, I come to church to find out what my destiny, how God's going to fulfill my destiny. And they're not asking any hard questions. They're not going deep into the character and nature of God, who he is, mm. uh, you know, what's he's, what he's doing in culture, what, um, what's happening with, with such, uh, you know, a rejection of God today. And you're, you know, you're digging in there. So I, you know, I commend you for that. What are some of the ways, uh, so you're heading up a ministry called Faith Answers uh, underneath the banner of World Challenge. What are some of the uh, ministries that you're doing um, uh, through Faith Answers? Sure. Yeah. So before COVID, I was meeting with uh, local youth pastors here in Colorado Springs to um, give presentations to their youth groups and just kind of expose them to 
this idea of apologetics and um, answering the the tough questions, um, but of course haven't been able to teach um, since COVID. So uh, I've been doing a lot of writing right now, and that's that would be necessary either way. Um, but I am the only writer on on Faith Answers, so uh, it, it's been a lot of writing, and I'm excited for. Um, the beginning of next year, uh, that's, that's when I believe we'll really start being able to um, distribute uh, these, these articles that I've been writing about um, Jesus and his resurrection, you know, evidence surrounding uh, that Jesus actually rose from the dead and um, things like, again, why, why God allows evil and suffering um, and, and then things to how we know God exists. You know, we, we can look at things just as simple as uh, there's there's morality, you know, that people know right from wrong. Where does where does that sense of morality come from? Uh, and using that as a, a as a sign or signal that a God exists. So all these these articles that I'll be uh, working on uh, should be released in, in January. Um, but I'm even more excited for a, a YouTube series that we'll be working on where I give short five to eight minute lessons um, and covering the same topics. Uh, but I'm excited about this platform because as I mentioned, 85% uh, of, of Gen Z um, uses YouTube as one of their main uh, online platforms. So uh, this is, this is just a very needed area of, um, a Christian doctrine and apologetics. I, I encourage you know if you're a, an apologist and a and a teacher to get on YouTube and and start being the the Christian side of the voice. There's more than enough um, uh, atheist voices on YouTube and just uh, secular voices. So to have as many Christian voices on YouTube would be great. But those are the two main channels: uh, articles and and YouTube series. Yeah, so you can come to um, uh, www.worldchallenge.org and find out uh, under Faith Answers, um, some, read some of Evan's articles, uh, also his YouTube channel. Uh, all of these will be in the show notes. You can uh, look uh, at this podcast and see uh, some of the links that we have um, to Evan. Uh, and uh, we're getting Evan up and running on social media, so pretty soon I'll, I'm sure you'll be able to find it his Twitter and his Instagram account because uh, he's, he's got a voice and he needs to be uh, sharing these things. We're looking forward to having that expand into other realms of uh, media as well. But the YouTube things will be up soon. And um, if not, they, if not, they already are as time, by the time you're listening to this and uh, yeah, just also um, in the future as things uh, right now is the time while Evan and I are, are speaking this um, to each other on this podcast, we're still in the middle of a lot of shutdowns and COVID-19 is, is causing some, uh, difficulties in travel and, and public gatherings, uh, but very soon Evan will be uh, available once again. I know Evan and I uh, went to Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I was doing a pastor's conference and he was speaking to uh, uh, teenagers and young adults. And, uh, and unfortunately he caught COVID uh, coming back. I sat next to him on the airplane and I didn't get it. Uh, he did, uh, but uh, he wasn't. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get too terribly sick, but a little bit. And yeah, uh, yeah but it was strange that I, I'm thankful that I didn't get it, but we're, you know, we're not uh, traveling a whole lot right now, but we will be again. I'll be doing my pastor's conferences uh, next year and you'll be doing uh, Faith Answers events. So if uh, some, if a church, 
youth group, uh, a school, uh, wants to mm -hmm. have Evan uh, come in, uh, just contact him at uh, World Challenge. Well, again, we'll have all those notes uh, for you to check out on the, on the show notes here of this podcast. Uh, Evan, uh, thank you for doing last week with us and this week as well. It's two, two really good weeks. If you haven't heard Evan's uh, testimony, uh, you can go back and check out the, the podcast, one of our most viewed podcasts. Well over 10,000 people have, have already viewed that, uh, one of our top podcasts uh, about your testimony, a uh, fam family testimony about addictions and uh, prodigal children. And, you know, you, you not only told your story, but we, Kelly and I, my wife Kelly, and I were able to talk a little bit about how, you know, parents are impacted by this as well. And so, you know, for us, you know, this is kind of an exciting story for me just to be here with you, Evan, because, you know, mm -hmm. the story of the prodigal son ends when the son comes home and they have a, a big party, you know, and then it's ta-da, um, you know, but this story is ongoing. Not only is the prodigal son came home, but he's actually now rescuing other prodigals. He's actually mm -hmm. now touching other lives. And so this story continues and I want you to, uh, I encourage you to follow uh, Evan Wilkerson's ministry. It's going to be, going to become a, uh, uh, something of great impact around America and around the world as well. So mm. grateful to have you on today. And I know you're also still finishing your master's degree. So you've got a lot of other work besides uh, what you're doing at Faith Answers and World Challenge. So uh, mm -hmm. keep up the good work, Evan. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dad. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting.